But the title of the message that the Lord gave me is, He holds our future. He knows our tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. In every situation of our life, whether it's in our finances, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in our any area of our lives, it's only God who knows what's going to happen tomorrow to Sheba. Amen. So he, God holds our future. So we have to run to Him, to seek Him, to know our future because God has great plans for our lives. Amen. God has great future that is in store for us. But for us to know what God has in store for us, we have to hold on to Him. Amen. We have to seek Him. And then God is going to show what future He has in store for us. Amen. Some of us, we have needs. Every one of us have needs. You know, we have needs that are sometimes hard to be met. But we do have needs. And there's always a constant need that we have. Every day we have a need. Amen. And... You know, the Lord very beautifully has given this parable about seeking the kingdom of God. And if you go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34, I'm going to read this to you. This is why I tell you not to worry, worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Question mark. That's a question that Jesus is sharing with His disciples. saying, can all your worries add a single moment of your life? Are all your worries going to solve the problem. It's not going to solve any problem. So why do you have to worry? I mean, if you go uh, down, it says in verse 31, so uh, 30, I'm sorry, verse 30, it says, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? I mean, it all depends on our faith in God, as, a, as I was sharing. Before I started the recording, Corina, as I was sharing, that why do you have to worry? You just need to have faith in God because He is the one who knows our needs and He's going to take care of all those needs. Because worrying will not solve our problem. I was worrying all through the week. You were worrying. I was worrying and everybody else were worrying. But that didn't solve the problem. What solved the problem was we all coming together and praying, praying to God to intervene. And that is when God stepped in and solved the problem. Amen. We came in prayers with faith. So God is saying, why do you have so little faith? Verse 31, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. So these are the thoughts of unbelievers because they are hopelessly confused. They don't know their future. They don't know what's going on in their life because they're not serving God. So they are uh, uh, confused. Amen. And God is telling us that why are we being like the unbelievers? Amen. So don't be like the unbelievers because your heavenly father already knows all your needs. 
And verse 33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Amen. This is the most important part. He's saying, seek the kingdom of God. I know you have needs. I know Sister Sheba has needs. I know Corina has needs. I know Sister Mercy has needs. I know Sister Marie has needs. Every one of us has needs. Every Christian, every child of God has needs. And only those needs would be met in Christ Jesus. Amen. How are those needs met? In Christ Jesus is by seeking his kingdom above all else. Verse 33. And live righteously. So two things. Important. Seek the kingdom of God above everything else. Secondly, live righteously. Have a right standing before God. And he says, and he will give you everything you need. Amen. When you do these two things, that is seeking him first above all else. And secondly, live righteously then he's going to take care of all your needs that's a promise that god is giving us we have to seek the kingdom of god why because he holds our future amen he knows what's going to happen tomorrow so we have to seek him above all else amen philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says for god is working in you giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases him Amen. It is God who is giving us the desire to go to church. It is God who is giving us the desire to pray. It is God who is giving us the desire to read the Bible every day. It is God who is giving us the desire to come on the conference to pray for our brothers and sisters. Amen. So God is working in you is what uh, Paul is telling in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. To give you the desires to do what pleases Him. So these are the things that pleases Him. You coming on the conference... Praying for your brothers and sisters, reading the word, going to church, praying. These are the things what pleases God. Amen. So he's telling that when you start doing these things, he will take care of the rest of the things. Amen. But many of us, we don't do that. Many of us, we don't want to go to church. Many of us, we don't want to come on the conference. And we expect God to do something because, you know, we expect God to be like a genie in the bottle. We, we command the genie and the genie says, yes, master, right? That is how we look at God, that we, you know, take the, I mean, we use God as a spare tire. That we come to church, we get a miracle and then we stop coming to church. That is what happened with my, with my sister. She, she received a miracle. And then she stopped. So we have to be consistent in our walk with God. If you want to experience the fullness of God. And the fullness of blessings of God in our life. Amen. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says. Let God transform the way you think. Then you will know his will. So he's telling to the Romans. That allow God to transform your your. The way you think. So we have to allow God. We cannot do it on our own ability. Because we are born in sin. We are sinners. But once we accept Christ. God starts transforming our life. God starts transforming the way we think. And then. We start doing things that pleases God. But we have to allow God first. To transform our lives. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says. But my God 
shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Who is going to supply all our needs? It is God who is going to supply all your needs. It is not the bank. It is not the government. It is not the people. But God shall supply all your needs. Amen. The very good example are the Israelites. God supplied their needs. Their everyday needs were met. In the morning, God provided them with breakfast from heaven. They got water from the rock. God took care of them. He was a shade for them in the hot sun. He was a light for them in the darkness. So God was everything for them. He took care of their needs. Everyday needs were met for the children of Israel in the wilderness. But because of their constant, constant disobedience, constant rebellion to God, a 10 days journey turned out to be a 40 years of suffering in the wilderness. Why did this happen? Because they didn't allow God to finish what he started in their life. God started something in their life. Amen. That is the reason they were saying, yes, Moses, we are ready to come along with you and, uh, you know, follow the will of God. In the middle of the way, in the wilderness, they were coming against Moses. They said, we were, we were better off in Egypt. In fact, God brought them out of slavery. And they forgot all the miracles God did by dividing the Red Sea. And still, they kept rebelling. They kept coming against Moses. And they didn't allow God to finish what he had started in their life. God had a plan for their life. God wanted them to reach to the promised land. And they didn't allow God to finish what he had started because of their constant rebellion. And the 10 days journey turned out to be a 40 years of wilderness. And that is what is happening with all the Christians. Many Christians, they're not experience, experiencing the, the miracles of God, the blessings of God. It's because they're not allowing God to finish what he has started. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10, I have come so that they might have abundant life. Christ came so that we should have an abundant life. But we are not allowing Christ to transform our life by being in disobedience to God, by being in rebellion to God. And eventually we don't reach our promised land, the land God has for us. And it turns out to be a 10 days journey to a 40 years of wilderness. Amen. That is the condition of many Christians, not just in my church, but across uh, many places. That many Christians, when they get excited, they start coming to church, they experience the miracles of God. They experience breakthroughs happening and immediately they stop coming to church. They stop coming on the conference. And God is telling us that he holds our future. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow for Sheba. But continue seeking his will. Continue doing his will. Be faithful in your walk. For he holds our future. That's what he's telling in Matthew chapter 6. That God holds our tomorrow. Amen. We don't hold our tomorrow. He holds our tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen tonight. Amen. That's the reason he's telling us, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Two things. Seek the kingdom of God. Go to church. Read the word. Pray. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Fellowship with your brothers and sisters. And secondly, live righteously. Have a right standing before God. That is, have a clean life. A holy life. Your talk has to be clean. 
your walk has to be clean your thoughts has to be clean your attitudes has to be clean people should see christ in you and that is called a transformed life a transformed life is where people will see jesus in you the humbleness of jesus the love of jesus the crucified suffering life of jesus the willingness to help people the anointing of healing the anointing of miracles that jesus had when people when you when people see that in you that is called as a transformed life amen church so god is telling us that he holds our future and is calling us to seek him and understand what his will for our life is by doing what pleases him and by allowing to god to finish what he has started amen so that's the message